0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.
1: How we spend our weekends is really about how we fill our cup, isn't it? Is it being active for you, getting out, energising yourself or complete rest and downtime? No plans at all. What makes you feel like you've had a good weekend, especially if it also involves some compromise with family, which it does for a lot of us? I'd love to hear from you. Are you a planner or do you love going where the mood takes you? And how do you work through how to spend your weekends as a, a family or a household with other commitments? Zoe Krupka is a psychotherapist and this is something she thinks about a lot. Zoe, welcome back to Life Matters. Oh, thank you for having me. So we'll start with your perfect weekend before we talk about what's you know generally good for all of us. What What is your ideal?
0: Look, I think my ideal is really to... Um, socialize with people I'm really close to to wake up on Saturday morning having miraculously done a lot of the chores during the week yeah. yeah rather than saving kind of my sweet spot time on Saturday morning for doing laundry and the vacuuming and stuff like that and reading and falling asleep in the day is really oh. my goal it's so <laughs>
1: Squash all that in. I it's don't. Like I've got to leave
0: an afternoon for napping. I've got to organize yeah. some things.
1: It's hard, isn't it? The the planning stages of working out how to how to get the most fun and, and downtime.
0: Yeah, especially I think you know uh, setting limits with other people is what I find really difficult. It's it's saying no, I'm not going to see a Saturday afternoon, rather than cramming it full of a whole bunch of other commitments, which is what I tend to do. So we could just call this segment teach what I need to learn (laughs) or do as I say
1: not as I do (laughs) so much of life matters could be applied to that we're speaking with Zoe Krupka but I would love to speak with you as well how do you spend your weekend or how would you ideally like to spend your weekend so you felt like you had all the ingredients for a lovely weekend I mean for Zoe it was napping reading socialising with the right people and having miraculously done the chores how do you uh, timetable that for a weekend or do you not do you just wake up on Saturday morning and go let's see what happens. But I'm interested, Zoe, in this idea of the chores miraculously happening during the week. Do you, do you actually do that? Do you kind of slog home on a Thursday and go, okay, I'm going to clean the bathroom?
0: I think because I've got a whole bunch of jobs, if I don't do that, if I don't say, why don't I do the vacuuming at 8pm or the chores at 5am when I wake up in a menopausal haze, <laughs> yeah. then then i'm doing the chores when i'm at my best and then i'm wasting that time on the freaking vacuuming when i could be you know doing something creative or being with people that i love and so i've i've tried to turn that around you know, I grew up where you got up in the on Saturday morning and did your chores before you could play with your friends. Yeah. And it's kinda like I've done that my whole life and it doesn't work now. Yeah, Saturday you know? was house cleaning day, it wasn't was. it? It was
1: like we were in Victorian England. Today's yes. Monday. Yes.
0: Yeah. And we can our lives are not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, so you can get to Saturday afternoon having done the chores, and then kind of being too tired for anything else. That's really
1: interesting. Okay, I'm going to think about that a, a bit. The idea that you only give the vacuuming your crappy time when give you're already it your crappy cranky.
0: time. Couldn't yeah. get crankier. so yeah. Why
1: not? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So yeah, there are things that we can say generally about our psychological health uh, when it comes to how we spend our
0: downtime. I think the really hard thing for most people is really knowing what is good for you compared to what it is that you want, right? And that's kind of observing yourself. It's sort of like being a good parent. You know, I want to stay in bed. It doesn't make me feel good in the morning. Sleeping in doesn't make me feel good. Beyond I feel flat. Beyond point, obviously. Yeah, Yes, yeah. that's right. But, you know, past 6 a.m. maybe. But um, I know that if I get outside and I can come back to bed after I've been outside, Um, But if I don't do that, I have a bit of an existential crisis. So it's sort of parenting, you know, yourself in that way and really going, okay, let's think about a great weekend. What was my last great weekend? I don't think it involves staying in bed till one.
1: That's interesting, isn't it? Because often you, you hear this advice that, you know, we should be getting a certain amount of sleep per night. And many of us are not getting that during the week. How much of it our weekend should we spend catching up on that sleep debt?
0: Well, I think it depends on which sleep guru you follow, right? Some of them say nap, get it when you can. Some of them say don't do it. Uh, I think you have to do what works, really. And for a lot of us, that means that we crash to a certain extent on the weekend because it really depends on what um, what your sleep problem is. You know, yeah. whether it's classic insomnia or whether it's really just I've got too, I've had too much on during the week.
1: Yeah. I want to talk in a moment about planning, but I'm very keen to hear your thoughts on this because what I uh, used to find on weekends was that uh, I would plan some social events for the kids and for my husband and myself, and then there would be the chores and the shopping and all the things that needed to happen, and I'd try and make some outdoor time, and I would have things blocked out so that I knew that the kids wouldn't get too crazed and they would have some social interaction. And then my husband would say, oh, why don't we go do this? It's like, oh, there's no spontaneous time left. How do you manage that at your house? Is there a difference in your planning approach or your non-planning approach that you need to tackle on a weekend? One three hundred, double two, double five seven six. And I'm also keen just to hear your personal story about what makes you feel like you've filled your cup. What makes you feel like you get to the end of a weekend if you, if you know, if that's a time carved out of your work week, and you think, yep, that was great. I've done it. What's the balance between rest and fun? Martha in Castlemaine says, I can't imagine being bored reading if it's the right book. Saturday morning, says another text, is little athletics. Sunday morning is swim class and then op shopping and lunch out with my son. That sounds like a lovely combination. It does.
0: Yeah. It does. I'd like that. Yeah. We have with
1: us the expertise of Zoe Krupka, who's a psychotherapist. And I mean, this is something that I think a lot of us uh, worry about. What, what is the ideal? Are we, you know, giving ourselves all the good ingredients for good mental health in the uh, downtime that is available to us. Is that going to differ depending on whether you're in an office during the week or uh, perhaps retired and doing other projects during the week?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, first of all, that idea of balance is slightly garbage, isn't it? No one really has balance. So think, first of all, take away that pressure to have the perfectly balanced weekend. You're going to have, like you, some really active weekends and then some weekends where you go, I'm just... Recovering. So taking that pressure of the balance away is, is a big part of it, I think.
1: Yeah. Well and I did wonder too, I mean, either people who are in work, if you're in a highly social job, you might just want to like have solitude, might you? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And you know, and that's a big thing for my kind of job and my kind of personality is I often don't want to talk to anyone for the whole of Saturday, at least. Um, And so that's, that's important. Whereas some people really kind of exit that Friday night, if they've got the weekend going, just desperate to connect with people. So that's that's really important to know what you need
1: there. I love how you're saying, you know, you you want to socialize with the people that you really love. So you're curating your social engagements, not just going out to a bar.
0: Well, I say that, you know, but (laughs) it's actually really hard to do. It's hard to say no to people. When I had a, a little kid, it was hard to say no to her you know, no, I can't do that again this Saturday morning. I just can't. You know, I need some other time. So saying no is, you know, that's my Waterloo, really.
1: How do you deal with that? How did you deal with that when, when the child was little? You know, no, I can't go and spend another two hours in the park wishing I had a coffee.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the park. <laughs> I hated the park. I know. Um, and people I, without kids go, what do you mean? It's no, a park. It looks it's like, so good. So no, boring. it's so dull. Yeah. Um, I think. Getting support from my friends was the thing that really helped me, you know, kind of setting that intention saying, I can't do it. What am I going to do? And kind of us planning stuff together. Because it's better being in the park with someone you can talk to than being in the park alone. Yep. Mm.
1: I remember when they reopened the parks and I just kept bouncing up to strangers and going, our kids are playing together.
0: Let's talk.
1: (laughs) I've got a coffee. You've got a coffee. Yeah. It's practically a friendship already. (laughs) Uh, Zoe Krupke is our guest. She's a psychotherapist helping us navigate what is best for us. Whoever we are on the weekends Harry says I've mentioned this before to you Hillary. Let robots do some of the housework They can even vacuum and mop When you are at work Thank you Harry But I think I will repeat the horror story I heard from my friend Who had a dog in the house And came home and found that The dog poo had been moved all over the house By the robot vacuum cleaner Margaret says It could have been Joan Rivers who said Why do housework when you have to do it all again Six months later (laughs) Oh, you've seen my shower screen, Margaret. And another says, yes, Saturday morning spent doing your chores and then play with your friends. I remember that. Wow, I think we all grew up here in the 70s. That's amazing. Mm. So you talked before about the the expectations that we put on our weekends, Zoe. Uh, How do we keep them manageable? Because I guess for people, particularly in five-day week full-time work, there can be a lot of pressure to, to really pack them full of relaxation.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think part of it is thinking, where does this come from? You know, my whole kind of chores and then socializing. I mean, that, that's what I grew up with. And so that's part of what I had to unravel. And then thinking, you know, like when you get your haircut and they say, what are you doing for the weekend? And I always think, oh, my God, my <laughs> life is so boring. And, you know, and what is that? Um, and thinking, you know, is am I really missing out on something or am I feeling like I need to have sort of an Instagram life and, and sort of working that out a bit? And then what are the edges? What do I, you know, really crave and I'm not letting myself do? Yes, well, and once hairdressers at our age
1: are often substantially younger and so mm-hmm. their lives seem very they different. They have
0: weekends.
1: They're yeah. doing things. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things. (laughs) I also seem to travel a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. Many more text messages coming in on what are weekends for and how you find the balance between resting and recharging and fun and chores. Uh, I'm an introvert, says this one, in a job that requires me to be extroverted. So weekends are my downtime. Rest Read, recharge, and i' I'm with you there, reading for me is such a shortcut to recharging because you get to escape to a different little world without having to buy a plane ticket. Delia's called in from Brisbane, and Delia, i I get the impression this rings a bell for you too, this introversion.
2: Yes, yes, it's very topical, yes, maybe it's a female male thing, but I am I'm a graphic designer and I'm very I love being at home and I do enjoy my weekends but like I'd like to catch up maybe with my family or buy the paper, read the paper. And my husband is um he's he's not necessarily like a massive extrovert but he really loves um uh, more like the outdoors and doing things. And when we met he was actually living on an island near Brisbane. So he said to me, if we're gonna have a relationship we have to go you have to understand that I need to go every weekend to this island. It's not, it's not very far from Brisbane. It's like it's um, Minjerribah or Stradbroke Island. Anyway, and now we've got two teenage kids. And when we were little, I always went to the island every weekend and I'd get home on Sunday night and I'd be really, really exhausted and frazzled. And like you had two houses to look after, blah, blah. And the kids now, they're bigger. They don't want to go as much to the island. So at the moment, he's going... And I'm staying in Brisbane on the weekends, mostly with the kids. But then it just feels a bit like disjointed. It's a bit. Mm. And and also, another issue is he's really, really messy. So.
3: Oh, that's a whole talk back on itself, isn't it, Julia? Yeah. So it's
2: like I don't want to go there because I just get all. It's just like it makes me feel awful because it's so messy and just a crazy house so I don't want to go yeah. there. So. It's yeah, really so
1: interesting, it's, Delia. It's, it's like... Change um, the
2: subject. What, what you're describing, Delia, is
1: like those um, kind of, you know, rich people, 18th and 19th century relationships where they had the country house and the city house yeah. and the wife
2: would hang out yeah. in the country
1: and the, the bloke would go into the city and that
2: worked for a lot Unlike. of people. If it's a problem, maybe it isn't, but it well, just yeah. feels a little I feel as though maybe it's the beginning of an issue, but Well um, I love yeah. to
1: when you were talking about, you know, coming home and getting frazzled, I thought most people would go, Oh, going to an island, that sounds idyllic and lovely. I know. But it's yeah. it's work, so isn't if, it,
2: when you've got kids. Well, it's a bit my personality, maybe. We're just quite we're similar in some ways, but yeah, maybe I'm a bit too much like routine and do you know what I mean? Like mm. I'm I'm probably not there loving to feel the wind in my face. Like we, he likes going out in the tinny when the kids were little, and I used to just be like, oh, my God. But then I did enjoy it when I did it. So, But now I think maybe that it's something what's changed is the kids are a little bit bigger and the balance of power has kind of shifted. <laughs> we, we, and, and then nowadays kids aren't that outdoorsy either, maybe, but that's not a good thing, so... So it's all very, I feel very conflicted about
1: everything, I think. Well, oh yeah, it's a, it's a lot of soul-searching. And you never know with the kids, Delia, they might come back to the outdoors later. They sometimes yeah,
3: go yeah, through
2: a phase, yeah. don't oh, they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I wonder if, I find that actually with that island that I mentioned, so many men I know really love that island. Like my, my sister's partner also has a house there. He stays there during the week a little bit as well. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like men must need... I don't know, They love that, that recharges them to go to something like that, whereas women are more like, oh, I just want to do my yoga or have a coffee with my friends, you know what I mean? Like they don't want to be cut off from everything on an island.
1: Well, I men, don't know. Like, I reckon it's, it's a beautiful. bit of a oh, okay. <laughs> personality thing. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. My oh. ideal weekend would be going to an island, doing the yoga, going out for coffee with a friend and then reading a book for about six to eight hours. Do you get to do that now, yeah. Adelia? Do you
2: get to do lots of reading yeah. on the weekend? Yes, I do, actually. Yes, I do. And my guilty pleasure is, like, buying the paper. I feel guilty buying that because, like, I don't know, my husband doesn't agree with the the newspaper I buy, so he's like, oh, I don't buy that garbage. But I just, I like doing the crosswords and this and that, so... But, yeah, I really love just having time to just – I do love having time on my own. Even, like, actually, if he took the kids with him to the island, that would be the ideal situation. (laughs) It's not
1: very nice to say. No, no, it's it's sharing the domestic load. I don't think you should feel guilty about a couple of bucks worth of crosswords, Delia. But either way, I hope you have a lovely weekend. but, okay, thank you. Thanks so much for calling in. That sounds like a, a great way to negotiate within a relationship about how you fill those different needs and, and fill your cup differently. But how do you manage it at your place? So, I mean, some people like Delia were saying, is this normal? Is this healthy? Is this okay? But they've been together for a long time, long enough to raise their kids. And it seems to be still working. How do you manage your downtime arrangements? So, do you have some ideas from a psychological health point of view about how you can have those conversations with people?
0: Well, I'm thinking, you know, what, what Delia was expressing is what a lot of people feel, I think, is this combination of an ideal of how you're supposed to do things, uh, which is often together, all together, all enjoying the same thing, which is, you know, tends to be garbage in general, but also... She's talking about changes in life stage. Kids are older, they're older. and so she's also feeling, I think, that guilt of I should be wanting this ideal. And that's uh, the obstacle that so many people have to overcome, I think, is that that is th- the recipe for you know a happy weekend is not um, caving in and is often not compromise. That doesn't mean we have endless choices, um, but it doesn't mean either that we have to go along to the island as she did when she was making do, as you do when you've got little kids. So the guilt is the hurdle, I think. And the only way to get over that in general is to do it, feel bad about it, and do it again, and it gets easier. Yeah, 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 you've got to push through the guilt. Yeah, I'm not coming. Yeah. Hillary's going to my island. I'm going to run a yoga retreat on the (laughs) island. She's on. She's going. You're
1: invited. But yeah, it sounds like he's happy on this island. Mm. She's happy at home. They see each other during the week. I can't see a problem. But, you know, everyone's different. Or even within yourself, I could see that Delia was having an internal struggle about some things. Yeah. 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 And you talked before about that sense of, you know, managing our own expectations and what we want and what's good for us, which, yes, a significant part of my weekend is spent kind of not eating chocolate quite thoughtfully.
0: Oh, okay. Thoughtful, not eating chocolate. I'll have to take a leaf (laughs) out of that book because I have a thoughtless eating lots of chocolate.
1: (laughs) Zoe Krupka and I, I think we have this thing in common where it's a constant struggle to do what the right thing is. This is a a, a suggestion that a friend uh, took up for a weekend. Someone said to her, treat your weekend like a holiday, like an Mm -hmm. actual holiday. Mm -hmm. If I only had two days in this city, what would I do? And she tried it and she said it was amazing and Mm -hmm. really stimulating. And she took a small child out and they saw all these things.
0: Bit hard on the bank balance. Mm. What are your thoughts on that approach? Well, when you think, like, if, if you have people stay with you from out of town, right, you think about what you do. You don't do the cleaning on Saturday morning. You kind of clean up during the week so it's not a bomb site when they come usually. And you think about, God, what are do you doing in Melbourne when you're not from Melbourne, which are all the things that you don't actually do yourself. And it can be kind of great. And why don't we give some of that to ourselves, you know? It's, I think it's a fantastic idea. And it's not always kind of money. It's, it's, you know, it's walks. It's um, the way you pace your day, all of that kind of stuff, cooking something you don't normally cook. That actually makes me feel kind of great. Actually, it, as long as it doesn't take more than 45 minutes, I'll cook it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Actually, I'm finding that
0: now that I have these vast vistas of
1: weekend time where mm. I don't have childcare responsibilities, I'm really loving a challenge of coming up with a new recipe every mm. week and getting all the ingredients and working out how to do it and just going, I can cook what I want. I don't have to make sure the kids like it.
0: Yeah, I can cook what I want. That's mm. that's kind of a really big deal that, you know, if we go back to Delia, that's, that's sort of the struggle is how do I, now that I can – can I step into that place where I do a bit more of what I want?
1: That novelty thing is interesting too. Is there
0: something about novelty that's
1: objectively good for us or does it just depend on whether you like new things?
0: Uh, I think there's something about doing new things. Certainly there's there's something about keeping your brain alive and active with novelty but there's also something about reminding yourself that you have choices which makes you feel freer in your life and of course you know we we all have limited choices some some of us have very limited choices but where we can make that sort of tweak of going no I'm going to I'm going to do something different even if it's as you say cooking something different it Reminds you of the freedoms that you do have and that tends to be energizing for most people I think
1: Yeah energizing that's a great word to use in Mm -hmm. regard to weekends because that's often what you want to feel towards the end of the weekend for in particular that you are both rested and replenished How do you manage it? Lots of texts from people in different situations. As you've been saying, Zoe, you know, people have different choices and different circumstances. Dean in Templestowe writes, being a sole parent for half the week. Uh, High five to you, Dean. I organise my time so that I work when my son is with his mum and leisure time is when my son is with me. Saturdays is our fun day. It starts with a soccer match and then follows with garden time and a bike ride. Sundays is insiders and then I start my work week. Life is good. It's interesting how people have routines, isn't it? I always kind of look on with awe at the people who go to the Vic Market every Saturday and then do something else. And, you know, they've got a whole plan for the
0: weekend. Whereas, I don't know, that, that doesn't seem to stick for me. Is that a bad thing? No, no. I think, you know, we all have really different levels of tolerance and interest for routine. Some people, it's really calming for them. And that that's their happy place. And some people feel really restricted by that. If I had to go to the market every Saturday morning, I would feel very restricted. <laughs> Yeah, and the, but that's not everybody yeah, yeah isn't that like, yeah I, I've for many years
1: thought this is a character flaw of me mm-hmm. that if I went to a market two weeks running I'd be like oh same market
0: yeah boring. and that's the hard thing is kind of accepting who who am I and what actually recharges me
1: uh we were talking before about different circumstances and different choices Meg reminds us that uh, those there are lots of people working two or more jobs not by choice downtime no such thing and another text, my retired husband had to be in hospital. It was my best home alone time ever. I felt bad about his health, but he's fine now. <laughs> that uh, unexpected control over your weekend is interesting, isn't it?
0: Well, you hear that from lots of people. You know, the the weekend was uh, a hard-won, you know, union fight I think it was 1948 we first got the weekend and it's been being eroded ever since and of course it's never existed for some people. So that, you know, sometimes those terrible circumstances, people in hospital uh, or when I separated and I had time to myself, which I wouldn't have chosen, but which was also amazing. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable how much work you can get done when you're not parenting anybody for a couple of days and, and gives you a chance to figure out what it is you want to do. So, yeah, there are terrible circumstances that can lead to that discovery of, you know, who you are again, I think.
1: Well, and also you you might realise that you've changed a lot since... Last time you were single when, you know, you yeah. might have been in your 20s or 30s when you were more social, for example, and the bliss of solitude mm-hmm. becomes an incredible joy.
0: And that's what, you know, lots of people are talking about as well. I think that that changes over your lifetime. You can't, you're not going to be the person that you were at 20 in terms of the kind of weekend you want. Yeah, that's very comforting. Janet's called from Sydney. Janet, welcome to you. Thank you. Now Janet how are
1: your weekends how do they play out
3: Well uh, this is it's this is more a general thing um look um most Australian families these days with rising mortgages, they can't afford weekends. The wife minds the kids from Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday she's got getting a part-time job while well, the husband minds the kids. That's the reality of Australian life. Talking about going down the road for coffee at $6 a cup or yoga camps, I mean, this is pie in the sky. You know, it's a... Just... I don't mean to be very negative, but that's the average family, Australian family today. Well, you, you're got right, no Janet. Money for weekends—it's all very nice to talk about. You know, as I said, going out, doing things, taking the kids here. You can't take the kids anywhere—the family price. Even to get into the pictures is a fortune.
1: I know, Janet. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because that is the reality. You're right for a lot of families, and an increasing number of families. But there's also a lot of families that they're up the upper end of the income spectrum, and there's that's a large chunk of Australians as well, who can and do do those things on the weekend. So what we're seeing is a divide. So there are people with very, very different choices, as you say, Janet, very different uh, experiences and needs about the weekend. Not sure about the gender divide, though. I think it could easily be a bit of both. I'm, I'm getting the impression, Zoe, that, you know, childcare is slightly more evenly split these days than the wife minding the kids. Her husband goes to work during the week, though, you know, still a long way to go. Yeah, it's
0: more more like a, a two-income family. But Janet's right, not just in terms of the week. Weekends that we don't have in the time we don't have um, whether it's from two jobs or from overwork but also you know there are people who don't have enough work of course for whom the weekend can also stretch out um, as a really long lonely time too. Long lonely and yeah uh
1: Difficult time because yeah. if you can't pop out and have a coffee with yeah. a friend or even, you know, provide one at home, that's that's really sad, isn't yeah. it? Jill's in Melbourne. And, Jill, I understand you are very busy across the entire week.
4: Uh, yes, I am. I, I'm a hairdresser, so I'm one of those people that ask everyone what they're doing on the weekend. Um, I run a small business, but I'm also um, a solo, well, co-parent so I've got my child 50% of the time Um, and the last three weekends I've just been reflecting on one was my daughter's 14th birthday and the weekend after I had a 40th birthday and this weekend I've got a 50th birthday party to go to Um, so it feels very 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 busy
1: yeah Um, is there any you know I hate to ask this of you Jill is there any you time in there um, I am
4: I wish there was more me time. Like I'm looking around my house at the moment going, oh, I need to do all of these chores and my garden's overgrown. And, um, yeah, it would be nice to have more time. But also after all the lockdowns in Melbourne, it's nice to, you know, be out socialising and catching up with friends.
1: And um, That's true. Yeah, yeah that's a useful perspective. Though, Jill, yeah. you know, when I said you time and you said chores. I was like, is there something that you like to do when, when you get to choose? Um, I like
4: to read. I do like to garden. I like to walk my dogs. Um, and I walk my dogs every day, so I do get a little bit of me time.
1: Good. Okay, well, that's we can work on that. Hopefully there, there'll be time to expand on that at some point, Jill. Thank you for, for calling in with your perspective, though, because I think it's a lot of people feel that way. And don't feel like you're asking some people a loaded question as a hairdresser when you ask them how their weekend's going. That's an acceptable question, I think, isn't it, Jill?
4: I think so. Yeah. I mean, I have pretty good conversations
1: with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's just yeah. people like Zoe Krupker and myself who are like, nothing, don't doing nothing, don't ask me. Thank no, I you. I wish I could do nothing. <laughs> I, that's the thing, isn't it? A lot of people wish they had what they don't have. We should talk about mindset too, shouldn't we, Zoe? How we can change perhaps our attitude about the things that we do have to do or that we've chosen to compromise on with our partners
0: and say yes to.
1: Mm. Um, are there ways that we can make that feel more? relaxing or or fun
0: I think the the first thing like if we think about both Jill and Janet is the idea of kind of depersonalizing your circumstances when I had a period of time as a single parent I I worked seven days a week I haven't had a weekend probably for six months doing some research I've been working on the weekend and yes that's it's terrible but it's not your fault and I think lots of people don't understand that their circumstances are structural. Um, they might understand it out there that yes, their mortgages or their rents have gone up, but they don't under you know, there's still this pressure to, to make the most of their time. So depersonalizing that is a really big part of it. And then I think the other thing is to be able to go, okay, what are my obstacles? If we think back to Delia, okay, it's the guilt that I would take this time you know it's the guilt that i would refuse my child the park on my own to do something else and and that's a shift
1: yep on Delia there are a few texts Linda says I completely relate to what Delia is saying no doubt her husband has had a lot of time by himself within the marriage to be herself uh, to be himself and enjoy his things the gift he could come to Delia with would be to take the children so that she could spend time at home in her space alone which is what she enjoys though I'm getting the impression that Delia's children are out a fair bit these days too so or possibly in their screens. Um, Stephen in Geelong says, such an important and practical topic. Many thanks. I'm noticing some retired men suddenly have stopped doing and don't know who they are and how to be. Finding their personal joy can strangely be a challenge. Caring for the self is not selfish. So yeah, it sounds like there are different challenges Mm. perhaps for women who've sacrificed a lot for the family over the years and for men who've put all that energy into work and the finding their new identities after those life changes. Um, When we talked about mindset, Zoe, uh, does that apply too to the the kind of Sunday night, end of the weekend when you're trying to still feel relaxed, but you're also having to turn your thoughts to the start of the week? Are there tips we can use to not, you know, get too bogged down and, and anxious about the week?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's, again, realizing what it is that kind of sets you up for the week, you know, so for me, it is having that plan, it is sitting down with my partner and saying, okay, who's doing what, whatever, and and planning out all of the crap things I have to do during the week, and putting them in those spots that where I have no brain, um, and having some things to look forward to, however small they are you know when you said me time about jill you know there have been times in my life where that's been an hour and i need to plan that hour and that helps me think okay tuesday night something good is happening so i've got one little thing to look forward to i've got one thing to look forward to yeah it does it makes a difference for some people i think yeah
1: Yeah. i'm gonna crack open the coconut chocolate that night
0: yeah for example uh
1: camilla's in wonga park camilla welcome
5: Hi, how are you? Look, I I just heard you touch on mindfulness before I switched off to make the call because uh, I think it's important that we grab every minute that's available. It doesn't have to be at the weekend. It doesn't have to be some big thing we're looking forward to. It's just um, grab that half an hour, grab that hour and grab a thermos. Um, you know, take your thermos and, and, and sit on a rock somewhere. And I, I think the idea of everything has to be entertainment. We spend a lot of time in parks along the river and we see a lot of families that are just out there and, and I'm sure they're like us in that they've just left the house as it is because it's time now to go out. And, and get a bit of fresh air and and just do things. And Camilla, that
1: can be a really lovely way to reconnect with your kids, can't it? As opposed to trying to make oh, everyone you know change their views. For bills. sure,
5: uh, and for sure. And look, um, we don't we don't see all the kids absolutely enjoying themselves, but I'm sure you can find if you know your kids, you can find somewhere. And you just look on on your Google Maps and find a green spot and head there. You know. It, um, it, it take a batch of pancakes with you or just grab a loaf of bread and, and
1: take it. Wasn't um, it interesting, Camilla, how during the lockdowns when you had a certain radius in Melbourne, people just got out their phones and looked for the nearest green spot and discovered all these places that they'd never been to before within five kilometres of their house?
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that sometimes we lose sight of that. We have this um, ideal that we're trying to meet. Like we have to, Our houses have to be livable, but at the same time, we have to be livable. We have to be able to live with ourselves. And to do that, we've got to get out and um, get away from those jobs that are always there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Camilla, so true. The the house must be livable. Idea. I've stopped obsessing about the streaks on the shower screen. Mould, obviously, got to go. Streaks, don't care. It's changed my life. Thanks for your call. You're listening to Life Matters here on Radio National, and we're speaking with Dr. Zoe Krupka, who's a psychotherapist and can help us kind of work out what is healthy and uh, useful in when it comes to how we think about our weekends. I love these two texts, Zoe. I turn my housework into my downtime, says one person. I send my husband out with the children, put on a podcast or an audio book and smash through the cleaning, doing something. I enjoy, having my head free for thinking my own thoughts. So that's a fantastic mindset to apply. And actually, these two are a pair. Liz in Newtown says, after 56 years of work, I dread weekends in retirement as every day of the week feels the same after the loss of the routine of work. And then this one Even though I haven't worked for years, Saturday and Sunday still feel special, exciting for what might eventuate. Often nothing, but I still enjoy the anticipation. Are there ways that people can kind of demarcate the weekends as special time, even if they don't have those work commitments during the week?
0: Well, I think what a lot of people have talked about today is exactly that. How do I carve out time wherever it is, however little it is? But I think Camilla's point was really important and it makes me think of the first full cup of coffee I had after going back to work when I had a baby and how present I was with that cup of coffee. And, you know, taking yourself back to that kind of felt sense when you were really present is a really great way, I think, of, you know, of reframing um, and reminding yourself of those little moments. I know it sounds twee, but actually it's it's really key. And then carving out that time of, okay, what will I do then? And what is this weekend to me? Whether it's adjustment to retirement or, you know, like you said earlier, can I pretend I'm on holiday? Can <laughs> I pretend I'm on holiday for an hour, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the...
1: 15 minutes between the commute back from work and picking the child up from childcare and how I would sometimes just sit in the car
3: Mm. and think my thoughts,
1: Mm -hmm. look out a window Yeah. So excited to see my child, but also that little little hinge point between work me and Mum Me was so lovely. Yeah. That you were really aware of having because it's so it was probably rare and precious. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't look at my phone, I looked out the window at the clouds. Mm-hmm. It was great. So it's been fascinating chatting with you today. Thanks so much for helping us navigate a little bit of our thoughts around the weekend for starters.
0: Well, thank you for having me and I hope you get to that island for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: an island with a yoga retreat on it and a coffee machine it's, it's going to happen one day
0: <laughs> have a good weekend you too abc listen podcasts radio news music and more